This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Good morning, AT. Uh, what you into this Friday? I'm just laying pretty low. You know, Friday's kind of a, you know, wind down from the week, wind up for the weekend. You know, I mean, listen, you know, we, we got a uh, we got a big slate of football this weekend. I know everyone's like, oh, it's not a big slate and there's not a lot of great games. We only get 12 or 13 of these Saturdays a year, and darn it, Phil and Matt, I'm going to enjoy every second of tomorrow. No doubt, man. And you finally start to see some uh, SEC conference games. You got LSU against Mississippi State, Carolina and Georgia. Tennessee and Florida, uh, that's a pretty interesting game there because a lot of times that would be the headline game. But right now it feels like it's, uh, not, a, it's not a last chance for anything for Florida. But, man, they, they haven't looked very good. And they need, uh, they need what I think you might call a signature win. They get the Vols at home on Saturday. That was my, <clears throat> excuse me. That was my exact thought, Phil. Is you know, there's been so much going on this week with with Dion, and you know, Nick Saban had some interesting comments yesterday. That I think you know, the the on the field stuff. I think Billy Napier again. I, I don't think pressure is the right word. Um, I mean, I think there is pressure. There's pressure for every SEC coach every Saturday. But you know, I, I do think like they have to at least look good. Like if Joe Milton is otherworldly and you just, you know, there's nothing you could do about it. That's one thing. But if they get pushed around the field like they did against Utah, um, that's obviously a terrible sign of things to come when you still have games at LSU, Florida State at home, Georgia on a neutral field. Uh, I think Kentucky is improved. We'll see if they are. So that to me, like, again, I know people don't think it's a great weekend, but I think that's the kind of game where you're going to learn. You're going to learn a lot of important things. How good is Joe Milton? How good is Joe Milton away from home? But then, most importantly, if you're the Florida Gators, I don't care how good Tennessee is. You have to protect the swamp. I am fascinated to see how things play out tomorrow night. Well, and I was going to just keep it in the SEC with LSU, Mississippi State. I, I think I'm getting the better quarterback, the more accomplished quarterback in Mississippi State, and, and maybe the better defense. How, how, how do you see that game going? Matt, I got to ask you, being the former player, you do get the more accomplished quarterback. I think Zach Arnett is—it's football malpractice what he's doing with Will Rogers. And tell me if you disagree. Is that I get—you know—first of all, goes without saying, you know, rest in peace, Michael Leach, and, and you know, Arnett was forced into an awful situation. But I bring it up. I get that he's a defensive coach. I get that you probably want a little bit more balance. Will Rogers threw the ball seventeen times last week, guys. I looked it up just because I was curious. He didn't throw for fewer than 37 pass attempts last year. So it was more than – it was half of what the, the least productive day he was. And so, Matt, the defense is there. You have one of the most prolific quarterbacks in college football. Why are you going away from the, the air raid at least this season? They got – you know, guys, they got outgained at home last week by Arizona. Now – Arizona can put up points, but Arizona can't stop anybody. I'm worried about Mississippi State, and, and you know, this is what we do. Maybe I'll end up being wrong, but I, I think this could turn and turn quickly because what made them so successful last year, they're going completely away. They won nine games last year. They're going completely away from what made them successful. I don't like it at all. 
I agree with you, Matt. Better defense, better quarterback. I just don't like the coaching and the decisions that have been made in the wake of the past of Mike. Yeah, you got to kind of coach to the players you got, and and I would to your point, I would look at Arkansas. I mean uh, Alabama's offense and and that quarterback yeah. they have. They're asking him to do things that he can't do instead of asking him to to you know kind of exploiting his attributes, his good attributes. Uh, and, and and you would think they would kind of change that way and run him a little bit more. Yeah, Matt, I, I was calling around all week to smarter football people than me because the one thing I don't claim to be is an X's and O's expert. But what I saw Saturday night, and you know, my show was on, you know, right as that game went final, so we were reacting to it essentially real time. Is you know, everybody said, "Oh, the the, the Alabama defense." It basically, everybody said, "Oh, it's the same as last year. The defense is a mess. The offensive line is a mess. Whatever." I said, "Wait a second, now the defense held Texas to 13 points." And the defense put Alabama in a position to have the lead headed into the fourth quarter. And so my big takeaway was one of two things have to happen at Alabama. Exactly what you said, Matt, which is if, if Jalen Milrow is your guy, then you cannot coach him like he's Greg McElroy or mm-hmm. A.J. McCarron. And, you know, or you have to find somebody that's going to do what you want. And what they've said that they want all year is get back to power football, get back to complimentary football less quarterback reliant. So, you know, we talk about, you know, again, another game where maybe you don't, it doesn't feel super significant in terms of a rank versus rank, top 10 matchup, whatever. I think Nick Saban has to play more than one quarterback on Saturday, and he has to see in-game action. If Tyler Buckner's the backup, which is what we think, I think he has to see in-game action what he has from that guy. Because that, that, that marriage between how they seem to want to play and what Jalen Milrow does best, uh, those two things do not match. What do you make of Georgia and South Carolina? I mean, you'd say, all right, it's Georgia's first test, but how much of a test really is it? Because South Carolina, my impression of them as a program is uh, at least from last year, and I think you can say the same thing from the start of this season. They're not a really physical team, at least not coming out of of, uh, of preseason camp. Uh, they they really improved a lot last year uh, as the season went on and finished with uh, you know a lot of momentum, but looked really not not very physical against North Carolina. And, you know, Georgia, to me, I feel like, and I think they've been like this for a while, but this year, where the SEC does feel like it's down, uh, it's not like they've got to make any, any statements or anything, but, man, they, they may just go out looking out there to, to blow, literally blow out every opponent that's on their schedule, and they might actually be able to pull that off. Yeah, it's funny, the, the South Carolina stuff, Phil, that was my thought as well. It seems as though they're a slow-starting, fast-finishing program, and you mentioned the North Carolina game. I mean, that was one in week one that I just completely whiffed on, and it was funny because, you know, you watch the game, and you're like, wow, maybe North Carolina, maybe, maybe they have some dudes on defense for once. And then they give up like 450, 500 yards of offense to App State last week and barely hold on in overtime. And so it's like, no, maybe they're not good on defense. Maybe South Carolina is just that bad. And so, yeah, Phil, I'll be really curious. Obviously, this is kind of the first high-profile game for Georgia all year. Um, you know, last week, kind of crazy, like 99 yards rushing against Ball State. I think it was about two and a half yards per carry. That's not what you're used to seeing. I think the one thing that Kirby Smart is really good at doing is having his team ready for big games. Um, I don't know that this is necessarily a quote-unquote big game from you look at the schedule perspective, but I do think, you know, two weeks kind of low profile, you have another kind of snoozer next week. 
I think you're going to get Georgia's best effort on Saturday. I think it could get ugly. I think they're, you know, I think they're probably tired in that locker room of hearing about Texas, of hearing about Florida State, of hearing about how great everybody else is. I think they're going to want to prove a point tomorrow. Aaron, when I look at the Pac-12 this year and I see eight eight teams ranked in the top 25, and we just talked about a Will Rogers guy in Mississippi State. He's kind of that a Pac-12 quarterback. I think the Pac-12 top to bottom might have the best quarterback play. Are they the best conference in, in college football this year? Yeah, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people kind of pushing that narrative. I don't know. I just I know that it's a really good league. Um, and it obviously goes without saying, right? It really sucks that, that everything's kind of – going the way that it is. But, but what I think it, it really is is a couple different things. I think it's schools that ultimately, uh, one, I think found the right coaches. I think Washington's found the right coach. I think, um, you know, Oregon State's found the right coach. Colorado has clearly found the right coach. But I also think it's one of those scenarios where um, they not only found the right coaches, but, you know, a financial commitment, if you will, to football. And I think that, to me, is what stands out. Colorado basically saying we cannot keep operating the way that we are. Um, you know, Oregon, as I said, has always been financially committed. I think USC finally at some point realized, hey, we can't just get cute. We can't just get cute and, um, you know, hope for the best in any which scenario. You know, we can't just, because we're USC, we can't just assume that we're going to, uh, you know, that we're going to win 9, 10, 11 games. So, that's really what I see, Matt. And again, obviously, this is all going to change in a year with the, um, with the, uh, you know, with the, with all the moves that are being made. But I just bring it up because that's what stood out to me over the last four or five years living out here is schools that are not only finding the right coaches, but they're finally realizing the commitment it takes to play at the highest level. So I give them a ton of credit. And again, I know I've said it twice, but it's kind of a bummer the way things unfolded for those twelve schools that obviously won't be together beyond this year. Well, they also found the right quarterbacks who didn't start their careers yeah. at those schools. I think outside of Camp Rising, all of the other schools that really I think you'd consider Ooh. a contender from the Pac-12, they brought in quarterbacks who transferred in. Caleb Williams, Uele Galele, uh, Penix, Bo Nix, Shador yeah. Sanders, Bo-Nix, every one yeah. of them, really. Every last one of them, except for Cam Rising, who started his career at Utah. We just haven't seen him on the field yet. So much of that goes along Bill. with the coaches that you bring in, too. I mean, Lincoln Riley's recruited out the yin for quarterbacks at Oklahoma and now at Southern California, but he got Williams to follow him. Phil, that's such a great point that I hadn't thought of. And, you know, listen, I think this is a bigger national conversation in college football. Matter of fact, though, I remember uh, sitting with you in the Rose Bowl uh, when you were out here, and, and I remember asking you and Matt, and I think we had a guest on about this exact scenario of is, is the transfer portal leveling the field in college football? Obviously, the, the extra COVID year helps with a guy – like Bo Nix, but you know, without the transfer portal, Caleb Williams has to sit out, and he's probably staying at Oklahoma. By the way, maybe Lincoln Riley doesn't leave if he can't bring Caleb Williams. Right. Um, you know, uh, you go on and on. Obviously, everything that's going on in Colorado. So, one, it's a great point by you. I hadn't even thought about the transfer angle, but two, I do think it speaks to the bigger conversation in college football. How is Texas a contender in year three under Sark? Well, they got a million transfers, and that certainly helps. Alabama, why don't they look like Alabama? Some of that depth that they've had through the years is no longer there. So, fascinating conversation, and I do think, to your point, guys, uh, it has helped the Pac-12, a lot of these schools out here, maybe even more than, than, than some other schools in other places. Well, you get Washington at, at Michigan State this year. What, what's uh, what's up with Mel Tucker? Is he going to coach again? 
I, I think he'll coach again, but not at Michigan State. Uh, the, the long and the short of it was uh, that statement that his lawyer put out on on Monday. What that said to me, guys, was you're you know I might lose this job, but I'm going to fight for every dollar in that contract, and I am going to fight for my reputation. So I don't know if that means a year at the Nick Saban uh, School of uh, you know assistant coach rehab, whatever. Um, but I, I, I don't think he's going to coach there again. And, and it's a, it's a complicated issue because no laws were broken. It's a complicated issue because it appears to have been a consensual relationship between two adults, but it's also a complicated issue because she was a vendor of the university paid by the university. Mel Tucker is a married man, even though he claims that he's estranged. Um, and so to answer your question, Matt, I don't think he's ever going to coach again at Michigan state. Um, and I know that, that, Topics like this, we want to put everything, fit everything into a nice, neat box. But this is the classic example of one that uh, it, it's probably a little bit more complicated than than just a, a, a you know two hundred uh, character tweet or whatever. It is a complicated, complicated story. But the season goes on, and things obviously, as you said, Matt, they, they don't get very easy in the first game without Mel Tucker hosting Washington. At we're going to run and leave it there. It's good talking with you. Have a great weekend. Okay. All right. Thank you, fellas. Enjoy the game. Go Hogs. Thanks, Aaron. Aaron Torres joining us each Friday. And uh, I want to thank Seth in Fort Smith. I didn't realize Cam Rising started his career in Texas. He never played it down there, but he did. He was at Texas that, briefly. That, so all of them transferred into the Pac-12. That transfer portal, what it's do, done is each year you have about five to seven kids that really can't make it, and you had to offer scholarships to, and you're you're able to just kind of, now now those now those 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 classes those recruiting classes are bolstered, and that, that's why all your Power Five schools are looking better this year. I know you got to build your program through high school recruiting, but I, I think eventually we may end up looking towards the transfer portal recruiting rankings mm-hmm. before the incoming freshman class rankings because they're more. It's more sudden. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Matt Jones, I got to tell you I've I've uh, I've I've seen you uh, guzzle a lot of the uh, fizzy beverages, the sparkling waters mm-hmm. uh, that are seem to be um, um, not not just something you enjoy, but I think it's a hobby of yours. The I need to critique the, that. Yeah, I need to put a little thing out, going out a little star review or something. Yeah, the, have your you own could, page. I think you could do something with yeah, this. Yeah. Matt Jones and his sparkling seltzer reviews mm-hmm. seem to work with pizza and bar stool for a while. Maybe you could do this one. Um, but the way you just popped this last one, there was something in the way that one sounded. Did you notice that? Because everybody. 
everybody can hear it through the microphone, and it's got to be the loudest La Croix pop in the history it's, of pop and La Croix. You, you set it in the freezer for about nine minutes. See, it's got the bubbles on the outside. It's like commercial worthy right here. <laughs> that is. It's like the beer pour. There was a very certain way you had to pour the beer so that just a tiny little bit of the foam came mm-hmm. over the edge mm-hmm. of the glass. Mm-hmm. And just very trickles. inviting. Yes. There's certain things that are only commercial worthy. And the way you is it Lacroix or Lacroix? I need to I need to go with the correct pronunciation that you tell me. Is it is it Canadian? Are we getting this French Canadian? Is this how we're getting this? Uh, I don't Lacroix? know what it is. Lacroix, Lacroix, yeah. Uh, depends on what uh, Providence you live in. I bet you know okay. what your dialect is. Yeah. Hey, uh, you might you might have heard this by now, but it's at least worth hearing one more time. This coming from Nick Saban's weekly coaches radio show. Um, Apparently, this guy calls in every single week, and Coach Saban was ready for him. Coach, how are you, sir? Well, Pee Wee, I've been wanting to talk to you all week, man. I mean, we got to firm up the pocket. <laughs> We're setting too soft. We're getting pushed back in the middle. All right, everybody thinks we can't hold up against the blitz, but they're sacking us with four-man rush, one three-man rush. Only one sack came off of a pressure, so I wanted to ask you what the hell's going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe you covered it all right there, Coach. That's hilarious. I love that. <laughs> I love that. He gets so much crap for when he gives people crap, but he can be a pretty entertaining person at the same time. That was really entertaining. And of course, he was talking about what happened to Alabama against Texas last weekend, and uh, we have a Brian and Ozark alert for those. We who should do that with Brian one. when he. That's what I'm going to do here. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going to do. We'll go to the McClarty Daniel hotline. For those, I think I've changed the. I think I've changed the way that some folks who di- who did not enjoy Eddie and Clarksville's calls because now we have conversations. It's not just him screaming; it's him screaming and conversing a little bit. So we might have changed some people's minds about that. I no longer have to do a beware. Eddie and Clarksville is on hold. Brian and Ozark is a whole other story. So Brian and Ozark is on hold, and now he's on the show. Good afternoon, Brian. What's up? Hey, good afternoon. Hey, I heard you talk about the injury to Kane Archer, and I'm curious about that. How is he? I don't know. We're going to have Nate Olson on next segment from Scorebook Live, and he'll give us some more details about it. I know that I think he's got a cast on his non-throwing um, wrist, but I don't know the seriousness of it. I just know he won't be playing this weekend, and, and it might be a couple of weeks. But I, I don't know the details. I'm sure Nate has more details. Uh, let's, I heard that, and, you know, I, I watched him a couple times, and to me, I think he's probably uh, the best quarterback to ever come out of Arkansas. Uh, I would hope that he goes to Arkansas at this point. I really don't think that he will, especially uh, unless Sam Pittman turns his program around. So I was just curious about that. I'm not going to bash Arkansas today, even though, you know, I do have a bet that, Oh, uh, hold on. No, wait a minute. You can't say you're going to be you're not going to bash Arkansas and then give an even though and then go ahead and do it. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if you, I had to cut you off on that because if you're not going to bash Arkansas, you're not going to bash Arkansas. Not going to bash Arkansas. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, have a great time. Good luck to the Lido. They don't need that much luck against uh, Wyoming this weekend. Not like I'm really wishing them very much luck either. Yeah, I've heard about I've heard about Kane's injury. Um, but Nate will have more of the details about that coming up in our next segment from Scorebook Live. And for those who uh, want who have questions about anything going on around the state in high school football, I think now's the time to text them in at 877-377-6963. 
Yeah, Texas have that. What are they? Wyoming, Baylor, Kansas, then Oklahoma. So that'd kind of be their next test. They they kind of get a couple directional mm-hmm. schools. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We've got a, a question from Otis, who's in Paragould, uh, asks: Do you think Arkansas will be more content on being a balanced offense this year rather than having the identity of being a run team? It was really something last couple of years. Two runs for every one pass, pretty much is the way it, uh, it laid out in front of it. I don't see that being the way that this offense under Dan Enos runs. You just have to be able to run it enough. You have to be able to run it effective. Uh, you got to be able to execute your offense. And, and if you're going to be the other way around, there's nothing wrong with being two passes to one run if that's what your talent is. You know, you got talent on the outside. You got receivers that can consistently beat man coverage. You got a quarterback that can make all the throws. Um, that's just you, you, you want to be able to run it when you, when you have to. But isn't so much of it, Matt, about the the opponent's perception of what your offense is and how they play? Really, I mean, where they bring the safety that seems to be so much of it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta run your play based on what the defense is giving you. A- absolutely, and and that's the way a lot of these plays are. You know, they they're, they're run plays with a pass mirror or, or a pass play with 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 some type of run play involved. So I think I mean I think you look at the last couple of years. I think you had defenses that were more interested in daring KJ Jefferson to throw the ball. I'm not sure if they trusted him to throw it. And we didn't uh, have. I don't much. think we had the receiver core. I think this this group of receivers is better than last year's group of receivers. Do you think that defenses might view the Arkansas offense differently than the past two years? Obviously they will because you have different personnel and you got a different uh, coordinator, but the quarterback's the same. They're, they're going. Do you expect to see the safeties coming up until you're shown that they don't, that the defense need to play it a little differently than that? You know, I, I don't know what BYU's plan is. I, I know that the the first two weeks that you when you're coming in and you're playing a, a more superior opponent that's bigger, stronger, faster, like Western Carolina and Kansas. I know your your concept and what you're going to be telling you. You got to stop the run uh, to have any type of chance. I think BYU's physical enough that they can play a little more base package and and, and have some zone coverage on defense and, and still try to be able to stop the run. Um, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what BYU does because I, I do think our receivers have shown. I know it's inferior uh, opponents or, or teams that we can't beat, but I've really liked what I've seen out of our wideouts. I, I haven't watched Kane Archer play yet. I've seen some highlights um, online. Um, everything I read says he's incredibly talented and, and very well may be the best the best or one of the best quarterbacks to ever come out of Arkansas. But he's two years away from that, so I don't know if we're ready to necessarily anoint him as the best quarterback to ever come out of Arkansas. I know he's seriously considering the Razorbacks, and there are a couple, a couple of recruits. I think one of them actually is now committed to Arkansas that he's been playing travel ball with. And um, Southern California is a school that I think has been after him, but they just they just got a big quarterback commit. So I don't know if that means that, you know, that's really, that might not be an option for him. But there was something Brian said about he won't come to Arkansas unless Sam Pittman has the program turned around. Man, I mean, I feel like that's already occurred. You know, you've had you've had a nine-win season. You had a win more than, than one loss last year. It's not like you're at the top of the mountain or anything, but I think he... He has turned this program around. So much of it depends on what happens this year. But I don't know if I don't know if to me that's you know the thing that I worry about necessarily. That you're looking as at Arkansas as a bottom of the barrel 
you know, last place in the division program. That's not what this is, and it hasn't been for two years. Man, Greenwood has put out some talent. You talk about for a little town and just, you know, Tyler Wilson, Connor Nolan, uh, your, your boy up there, the second baseman. Peyton Holt. Uh, right. They, they, they football put, player in his own right. They, they put out, you know, and you think of Gary Brashears uh, was the number two ranked quarterback in, in uh, America. Uh, in, in, I, I want to say 99, 2000, the same year that uh, Phil, Sil- Phil Sims' son was coming out, Chris Sims. I think Miss, Mitch Mustang uh, was the number one, number two quarterback in the country. And then you get another kid in, in, in Kane Archer that, that's a, a number one, number two quarterback in the country. It's pretty cool for, for the state of Arkansas, you know, every every 10 years or so, you know, you got a number one quarterback in, in the country. It's pretty cool. It's like uh, wide receivers out of Warren. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just just ridiculous talent. How does that happen? <laughs> Let's go back Tell to me the about McClarty it. Daniel hotline and Charlie is here. What's up, Charlie? How you doing? What's up, Phil? You, you just, I mean, you totally changed what I was going to talk about because you're that good. You brought up Warren. You know, being down here, and being literally probably uh, less than 30 minutes away from Warren, where I'm at right now, you know, you, you're around all these people. I remember when Jerry is right and uh, Child and all those guys were coming out. And it, the guy that has obviously had a lot of success down here with him is uh, Coach Bo Henry. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's crazy. I don't know how, where they get them. I think it's just this Southern Arkansas way, Phil. I mean, I think what you should have did is, you know, what you should have done. Uh, Matt didn't need to. Maybe you come down here and jump on top and of a couple of wild boars, start chasing them. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's what we do down here. It's the crazy things that we do. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. You think you do a little wild boar hunting, Phil, or... Are you you're, you're heading up? You're not you're not doing that. Man, I have a feeling I probably uh, I'd probably draw the line at fishing. <laughs> maybe maybe if I'm invited in through the right time of the year, maybe duck hunting. But I don't know. I mean, I'd, I I question whether or not I would actually pull the trigger. But fishing got no problem with it. Boar hunting, um, yeah, <laughs> Crazy. yeah. You might you might want to keep me a couple hundred miles away from that. <laughs> man, I gotta ask you, man. You're a pretty like. I mean, you slept through a freaking tornado, so you're a tough. I mean, I, I, would you try it? Would you pull it off? Boar hunting, tornado sleeping. You, what's the difference? Is it where you're hanging out of a helicopter with a little 17 or a 22? No, or what, no. what, what are we doing? Like spear? Bro, I'm going to tell you what, Traylon Burke. I'm going to tell you what they said Traylon Burke did around here. This dude would climb up a freaking tree. <laughs> and, 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 and He's a grown. So- Traylon Burke is a man. <laughs> I know he is. It's, it's, so are you, Matt. He's but a I'm grown just saying, man. Like, it's crazy. Back in, the, I just wondered if you would give it a shot. I'm not doing. And and KJ even said it somewhere. He ain't doing that boar hunt. He even said it. He's six three, two hundred forty five pounds. You won't see the tuna out there with no boars. Okay, I'll do some hunting, but not with no. I ain't hunting no boars. I'm trying to stay away from them. But anyway, I'm gonna give you guys a quick prediction for tomorrow. What I think is gonna happen. Uh, and I could be one hundred percent wrong. I think the hogs are gonna get up early on these guys. And uh, I think it's going to be the opposite kind of last week. And I think they're going to kind of put them away and, and win 34 to 14. I think they'll take it easy on them in the second half. I think Coach Pittman loves this guy. I just think it's going to happen. I just think they're going to play better than they have all year this week. And uh, 34-14, get up on them early and take it easy on them second half. Now, I could be wrong, but that's what I'm going with. Anyway, job a good one. Good to hear from you, Charlie. Man, I got to say, <laughs> this may be a saying to live by. You know some of those, uh, some of those uh, sayings that you'll see 
motivational sayings you'll see in somebody's office that are you know just kind of with like an, a nature backdrop behind you. I can see one. I can see one. It's uh, the nature backdrop is a tree and a boar underneath it, and Traylon Burks about to jump out, but the the words on the photo say you're not going to see the tuna hunting boars. Tuna ain't hanging with no boars. <laughs> Just love these visuals that I get when I'm thinking about this stuff. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. As we talk now with Nate Olson from Scorebook Live on our McClarty Daniel Hotline. Good afternoon, Nate. Uh, I, I mean, you got games to watch, just not as many as you might be used to. Yeah, selfishly, as media people, uh, we maybe don't like the week zero as much because sometimes zero week and then week three are not as you know populated. And as I mean, we've seen a lot of a lot of teams not playing this week. So, from a coverage perspective and a scoreboard show perspective, you're probably going to hear me talk a little bit more tonight. So, if you want to turn it off when I'm on there? Go ahead. We may not have as many calls from from people tonight, but there's still some good games and around the state. We've got our ten games to watch. You can check that out on scorebooklive.com backslash Arkansas. Um, yeah, but you know what, Nate? People don't have to worry about you guys filling any dead air or anything like that. I mean, if you if you don't have no. enough words, your co-host Rex Nelson can fill airtime with the best. Oh, Rex is a cornucopia of knowledge. He's a guy. I, I don't think I've known anybody that can go to probably three or four different topics and be an expert on those politics, food, Stephen Arkansas. Yeah, I mean he's he's great, a great friend. I love being on the air with him, but. We, we will have maybe a few less calls, but uh, there, there'll be some good games and good games to talk about and some topics of interest, too, as we go into the conference season next week and everybody will be playing. Well, obviously, the major topic is the injury to Kane Archer. Um, tell us uh, what happened um, and how long you think he might be out. Yeah, it was a wrist injury that he sustained in the blowout of Mountain Home last week. Still managed to throw for think around 160 yards and a couple touchdowns and limited work in the first half. Uh, you know, it was obvious at the game that he had hurt the, his arm or wrist. He was uh, in some kind of ear cast. And I got confirmation that it is a wrist injury. Uh, he may have to uh, – he is going to be out tonight, and he may be back next week, probably going to be back, and may have to wear – uh, some sort of cast or protection on that on that wrist. It's the the non throwing wrist, and uh, we saw this with Brandon Cobb. He's the quarterback at PA. 
he he hurt his thumb and may have broken it, and he's playing with a cast, but it's on his non-throwing hand. So, you know, really, essentially, he needs that to receive the ball and the snap and keep it protected where it doesn't get stepped on and stuff like that. But it's not going to affect his throwing motion. So he was out a week, came back. I think this is kind of a similar situation. Uh, so they don't expect it to be a long-term thing. And, and this is the point in the schedule where they can afford to have him not out there. Uh, he, they're playing Siloam Springs tonight. They beat him 10 years in a row. Siloam, you know, not, not uh, one of the powers of the conference. So that, that is, bodes well for him to be out. And they should roll again. They're, they're working on 60-game winning streak at home. I think they're like 55-56. And they'll probably get to 60 this year. So uh, really... Greenwood, you can't say enough about him, and uh, really, I think right now the the six day favorite, and you know you've got the Archer brothers, Kane and Cash. Cash, great linebacker, his stock is through the roof. They're both going to Arkansas tomorrow. Um, Going to be a official vis- or visitors there, uh, so that'll that'll be worth noting to see how that all goes, and we should have coverage of that on FC Live on on Sunday. Nate, give me a game uh, that that if I'm just around, uh, you know, Fort Smith, Greenwood area, Charleston area, that you uh, Ozark area. Give me give me a game to go watch tonight. Well, there there's not a lot of you know, like I said, there's not a lot of games in that area. I think you might have to go up the hill, Matt. If you yeah, give me one up there. Give me one in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. Go to go to Bentonville and check out Rockers, Kansas City against against Bentonville. the Benville has been good in this series, four straight. Uh, but Rockhurst is a top ten type team in in Missouri. They're known for football there. It just shows you how good Benville is. But while you're there, you can watch C.J. Brown, who is an Arkansas commit, great receiver. Probably he and Courtney Crutchfield, and also an Arkansas commit. Two of the better receivers in the state. Two of the better receivers in the in the the region and maybe the country. Uh, electric guy. Hooks up with Carter Nye, who is a very, very good high school quarterback, probably a small college recruit. They've got a good offensive line. This is going to be a good high school football game. A lot of talent on the field. Uh, would be worth your drive up the hill if you can uh, can swing that. Uh, let's see. I saw Bryant lost last weekend to Parkview. They've been such the you know the dominant program in seven A. Uh, do you think somebody can break through uh, in the seven A this year? They're still my favorite to win. Uh, and th- this has been, you know, we, you can go to our podcast. I, I know I'm doing a lot of shameless plugging this week, but um, our podcast. It's okay. That's what, you're here, that's what you're here to do. That's why, that's well, why I Radio Spots Yeah, exist. I appreciate the platform. Thank you. <laughs> well, if you, you go to our, our podcast, Kyle and I, Sutherland, who's a great reporter for us, we have a good discussion about this. You know, Kyle only dropped in the rankings to two. There were several rankings where they dropped, uh, even in 7 8 to like four or five. You know, it was it's one game. And first, give lots of credit to Parkview. They are well coached, they have athletes all over the field. Before that game, I said I, on a couple different outlets, Parkview is a threat to score in every facet of the game. That's how Brian's been the last couple years pick sixes, kickoff returns, punt returns. Very explosive. That's how Parkview is. And what did they do right before the half? Brian's kind of struggling with them, and they get on track, score a touchdown, and that ensuing kickoff 
Barkley brings it back for a touchdown, really the key of the game because Bryant has the momentum. Barkley scores. Bryant mishandles an extra point. It's 28-27. Bryant held him scoreless in the second half. So all is not doom and gloom. Good things come to an end. Parkview's a great team. And I think if Parkview plays Bentonville, if they play Conway, if they play Fayetteville, they can beat them. Is it going to be 10 out of 10? No. Is it going to be 10 out of 10 with Bryant? No. But on a given night, they are very, very athletic and very electric. Uh, but I do think that that shows, you know, they can, they're not, they are human. They lost. And that was something we kind of wondered for a while. So I, I think some people are, you know, thinking, well, they're not as good, but still loaded, loaded. And the week before, they beat a team in Missouri, Christian Brothers, who is in their top five in Missouri, one of the more regard, highly regarded teams in the Midwest. They beat them by two touchdowns. So they're not hitting the panic button there. They're still our favorite to win it until somebody beats them. And uh, I, I think that, that they will be – I think this is going to be some fuel on the fire because they've, they've taken a lot of heat this week from people saying, well, how did you lose to a 5A school? And uh, there's been a lot of criticism of them. And I, I think all the kids have seen that. And it could be bulletin board material for them, but there's no doubt that Bentonville and Fayetteville have good teams. Bentonville very, very narrowly lost to Conway, and Fayetteville's putting up some video game type numbers. You know, last year they were kind of doing that, and then they ran into Conway in the playoffs. So that's something that they have to figure out is how they can counteract uh, the physicality and the speed of a Conway and Bryant. But uh, really like their ball club, and 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 I'm going to be interested to see when they face off in a couple of weeks. It'll probably likely be for conference championship, but you've also got Rodgers, who's 3-0, and really good under Chad Harbison, and, um, you know, they might have something to say about it, too. I see uh, Hot Springs is going on the road. Uh, how's that How's that match up? Little Rock Southwest, uh, a team that, that we feel like is on the rise. Uh, Daryl Patton, you remember him, Matt? Yes, sir. Yeah. He, he had a stop off at box night and now he's at now he's there uh, at Little Rock Southwest the new school in Little Rock great facilities he has four guys including Derek Burdock a linebacker who are division one recruits uh, has opened up the passing game now you know they were running the a run oriented offense but they got a transfer in from um, Parkview Forte who is a is a passing type dual threat quarterback. And that's only going to help them get more players to come there. Uh, it's a big game for them confidence-wise because the 7-8 Central is so good, and they haven't done well the last few years starting the program. So a win tonight would be a lot of confidence for them. Those that are listening Hot Springs know all about Matthew Contreras. He is a very underrated quarterback, threw for eight touchdowns last year against Southwest uh, and when they beat him in Hot Springs. So this, this is going to be a good game. A lot of athleticism, a lot of speed. Daryl Burnett is a Buck James disciple at Hot Springs and has them just on the cusp, probably, of being a, a deep 5A uh, playoff-type team. He, he, he's been with Buck. He was with Buck since Camden Day. So a lot of the 212 stuff that Buck does, it's, it's uh, evident there. I saw him play at Hot Springs last year. Great atmosphere. He's got that program moving in the right direction. So both these teams looking to end the conf- non-conference season on a high note, it should be a good game. Let's see. I'll put you on the spot with uh, with um, with a, a couple of games here. Uh, Calvert and Boonville wants to know about Magazine versus Berryville. You got any info on that? 
Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'd probably take Magazine in that one. Um, you know, they, they, they've, uh, both those teams, I think, you know, have, a Magazine was good, you know, several years ago, and, uh, um, you know, but neither one has been, you know, a deep playoff run. I covered Magazine in the state championship probably 10 years ago. They've, they've, they've had some good success, but probably go with uh, Magazine in that one. Passion is something that exists in all of us. I know we got a lot of passionate Hog fans listening right now. And I know that all of you love football season. Dave Bushkill and his team over at Eastside Liquor are the exact same way. They can take care of all your tailgating and party needs. Whether it's just a few beers or alcohol in bulk. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith to check off every item on your list. Eastside Liquor, your number one stop for Arkansas football this season. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Prize Picks is a skill-based, real-money daily fantasy sports game. How does it work? Well, you pick two to six players, and if they will go for more or less than their Prize Picks projection. Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Find out all about it at prizepicks.com/htl and use code HTL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash HTL and use the code HTL for that first deposit match of up to $100. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. Prizepicks.com, daily fantasy sports made easy. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey & Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey & Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey & Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey & Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. Neil, um, do you celebrate uh, Billy Joel's entire catalog the same way I do, or do you just kind of focus on that song, which, of course, <laughs> says everything about what we're about to talk about? Oh, well, I mean, my, one of my favorites is Piano Man with Billy Joel. So, uh, yeah, I, I basically have his entire uh his entire catalog uh, in, in my uh, music list. Microphone so, yeah. smells like a beer. Mm-hmm. That's right. And oh, watch yeah. Out for that absolutely, absolutely. I'm in the politics at some point. Um, Neil, uh, it looks like the line with Arkansas and BYU has uh, fluctuated a little bit throughout the week. What's this been like? Oh, yeah. It, and, and, you know, uh, it came out at ten and a half when we when we popped it up on, on Saturday. And uh, they started betting, uh, taking the points on that particular one. And, and, and to be honest with you, I was really, really happy to see that because that means that the players are, that are betting on my site and the ones that are looking for early lines, they're coming to me. And by them betting a line down means that the, sh- the sharper action is coming to my site, which means that they're choosing my site to make their bets on. So... When we put out a line, uh, we do it 
due to data driven and and again um they're sophisticated models we can weight things differently but then once that line is out it's the betting public decides which way those lines go and um um i mean there's some instances when it can be contrary to that but um yeah and uh, it, it's a good thing to see because that means your players are really, really engaged uh, when that happens, especially early on. Usually we don't see line movements like that until about 24 hours before the game. This one has been down as low as 7.5. Now it's back up to 8.5. And, a half, and uh, that means people are really, really looking at this game. Neil, speaking of, of, of line movement and changes, what about the New York Jets? How has any, anything changed with, with the New York Jets and, and the movement there as far as the season's going to go? Well, basically everything's changed with the New York Jets, uh, and, and and that was painful for me to oh, watch my uh, the other night. Yeah, it it really was because you know it was a great story. I mean, it's a great story. I mean, and 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 you know people bet you know you know season long prop bets on that stuff. And look, before the thirty minutes before the game off, uh, I think the Jets were plus seventeen fifty. You're getting seventeen and a half. Uh, to one on your money if you bet for them to to, to go to the Super Bowl, uh, win the Super Bowl. After that happened, they're plus five thousand fifty mm. to one. Wow. So I mean, that's one player going out. That's a huge major impact uh, on that particular market, and that's what happens. Uh, uh, you know, when you have a key player go down, and and you never want to see it. But that that's part of uh, life on football when you're playing a a contact sport on the professional level. Is uh, Colorado still everybody's favorite darling as far as the betting public is concerned? Even here in Arkansas, I know they generate And that's a just, big number this oh, week. Let, let me tell you what. Um, uh, last week, you know, we had never had that liability, that much of a liability, midweek on a game last week that didn't have the word Arkansas in it uh, that we had on that Colorado game last week. And, it, and it's doing the same this week. But because of that line, and it's an in-state rivalry, um, it's not as much focus on it. But here's the thing. That's a, what is it, a 9 o'clock game Saturday night? Or I can't remember exactly what time it starts. But it's a late game on Saturday night. So my suspicion is is that depending on how the early day goes, all that late money and, and, and people with their profits will probably load up on Colorado again that night, and I'm going to be biting some fingernails uh, and looking at the bet ticker uh, or before that game goes off for sure. I wanted to ask you about the, the market to sell and buy uh, preseason uh, specials bets because we talked about that a little bit where you can you know you can uh, you can you can buy a team early before the season starts to win a Super Bowl and and then later as the right. season goes you can sell that bet to somebody else is this is this a marketplace that is run by bet Sarazen specifically does it have to go through bet Sarazen or is this anything that can happen yeah. uh, just between two people that are sort of like working a business decision between each other yeah. So what this is 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 we are in a uh, we're we're doing it legal regulated. There are some platforms out there which we call gray market legal, but there's some there could be some illegalities. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going to say what's legal or not. But we're going the full legal route. Um, the Bet Saracen Marketplace, which we expect to be able to reveal next Tuesday or Wednesday in a beta form on the web version will be only on bets that are placed in the Bet Saracen platform. So if you um, uh, place a bet on the Bet Saracen platform and you want to list that bet for sale, you'll be able to do that. 
you'll have to have an account, you have to be over 21, and you will be able to either sell or buy a bet that's in that marketplace. And it's only on the Bet Saracen site. This is not a cross site, this is not a nationwide uh, cross sell because we have to comply with the Wire Act. This is still a sports betting instrument. So, uh, you know, the geofencing and all of that does apply. So, uh, and I'm glad you mentioned that. that, that Bet Saracen will be offline next Tuesday morning about 4 a.m. We hope to have it up by 8 or 9 a.m. And that Bet Swap uh, beta version for the web is part of that update package. And, and we hope to have it on either late Tuesday afternoon or Wednesday. But remember, it will not be on the app yet. You'll have to go to the uh, PC. The app version should come in the next couple of weeks afterwards. What What else is going into that update? I wonder if there's if there are more things that are being added to the site and to the apps. Well, I was going to talk to you about uh, a streaming product that we're going to put on there. Uh, we, we we got a little glitch in the testing today, uh, so uh, we really haven't told a lot of people that we were going to do it. But one of the things that we have seen on the Bet Saracen uh, before football season really got started, but in the after hours and the overnight, we have a lot of people that are jumping on the site and betting the table tennis matches because they're over in like 20 minutes and the ITF tennis matches, and they're betting that in play. Well, we now have a way to stream that actual live match to your phone, instead of looking at the graphic display of, uh, of, of a computer simulated of the ball going back and forth on the table or on the tennis court, we're going to show you the actual match in real time so you can place your bets either live or see what the results is right there on your phone. And uh, I thought I was going to have that and reveal that on Tuesday, but... Um, uh, video is complicated because I can't let the video stream go outside of the state. And, you know, there's always something technical, but they tell me they hope to have it resolved by the end of next week. But the overall is in that package that we're doing, and I can't wait to reveal that uh, because table tennis is, was number two before football started uh, in, in our daily, in our daily um, betting uh, overall. So adding that video content to it is just going to make it that much better. Neil, I was going to ask you about the baseball season coming to an end and baseball playoffs going on. How, how's that, that that looking? Baseball is, is great. Um, you know, we have a loyal baseball betting on Bet Saracen, and I was warned, I was waiting to see how much of that money moved over to football betting and how much people would still stay engaged with Major League Baseball. Of course, it has fallen off, but we're doing that much more business right now, and and and. This is the this is the scary time of year for me as a bookmaker in baseball because you know once teams uh, start cinching playoff positions and, and and things of that nature, the games you know uh, are a little bit harder for me to handicap uh, uh, because you know sometimes it's a little bit different. Some games mean something, some games don't. So betters are very very keen to that and they take advantage of that. We typically do not do very well going into the last week of baseball uh, because, uh, you know, there's some more predictable from the from the betters' perspective, and it seems that way is in the margin. The betters usually do very good the last week, especially on some of those situational non-competitive games. Sounds like a comparison that you could make to the first week of college football, right? I mean, it's just you don't have data points to go off of, of so many of these players and team makeups. It's just... Uh, I, 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 it seems like a similarity between the way that baseball operates in, in, in September and the first week of college football, at least as sports betting goes. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there were a few unknowns. We did not know if there was going to be a significant impact with the new clock rules in college football. Uh, turns out there's not a lot of difference between last year and this year. Uh, there are, of course, outliers, you know, uh, teams that play upbeat tempo, fast-paced. They're having maybe 8 to 12 fewer plays per game, but on average it's either one or two uh, plays per game fewer, um, and that's, you know, two two per team, so four less per game. That's not a lot of impact, but on these hurry-up offenses, you know, it, we, we've noticed that it's been a little bit higher with fewer plays, and fewer plays is fewer scoring opportunities, fewer yards attempts, on pro, I mean, yard and passing attempts for uh, player props to ta- stats. It's also affected a little bit in fantasy football. It's not a major impact, but it does move the needle a little bit uh, when you're making your decisions. And we notice a lot more underbetting than we usually get, uh, especially on the first couple of weeks. Yeah, people are expecting that under. Uh, so now with football season in full swing and baseball coming close to the playoffs, that means NBA preseason is really is kind of right around the corner. Now's the time to start getting in your futures bets on 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 everything that could occur in this upcoming NBA season. You got you got it all right there on the futures site. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm, we are incredibly optimistic about uh, basketball this year for two reasons. One is we have a little bit of a format change with that midseason tournament with the NBA. Uh, we've got three. Um, uh, we've got a couple of specials up with the with the Arkansas rookies that are going to be in the NBA. So there's some specials out there with that. But uh, college uh, basketball, we anticipate, are going to be huge because. There's a lot of anticipation on the Hogs this year. Uh, I'm going to have some uh, Maalox moments. I'm pretty sure I am, especially with these early games uh, before we get into conference play. But, yeah, college basketball and the NBA this year, we are super excited about um, because it will be our second year uh, going into that. And we have flash bets now uh, that we'll have for the NBA, and hopefully uh, we'll have some of that for college this year too. Well, the English Premier League gets back on track uh, this week. Neil, I do want to ask you about the Messi effect over here in America, though. Uh, ha- have you been seeing any more or more bets on Inter-Miami in, in uh, American soccer? Uh, they're betting for him to score a goal any time he steps a toe anywhere near the pitch field. So, yeah, uh, and, 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 and they – we lost a lot of money on soccer on his first couple of games because I, I forget how many games in a row that he scored a goal on. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Messi has absolutely increased our soccer betting on Bet Saris, and, and uh, we're, we're really, really glad to see it. But it has, let's call it, once football and college football got in a swing, it has trailed off a little bit, but there are some that are still sticking with him. So let's end on the th- on the idea of the flash bets for tomorrow. Like a lot of fans are still uh, getting used to using these on Bet Sarazen. Yeah. But you guys have a giveaway uh, involving the flash bets for tomorrow's Arkansas BYU game. Yeah, we want you we want you to try it out. The bet is as low as a dollar, and there's all of these different markets, and uh, and and we're always tweaking that and, and making the user experience. You, they they don't call them flash bets for for no reason. You got to be fast at getting that bet in and getting it locked in on doing that. But on the BYU game tomorrow night, if you will make a flash bet and just take a quick uh, screenshot of it and, and and post it on our Twitter page. Um, we're going to give away those uh, Apple Air 
AirPod Maxes. Those are those Mac Daddy headphones. That's our most popular, most asked for giveaway item whenever we do things like that. So, yeah, that, that's all you have to do is just post a picture of anything as much as, as little as a $1 flash bet. I hope you win it. And uh, if you do that, just to get you acclimated to it and see if you like it. If you don't like it, it's fine, but we want to introduce as many people to that product because it's a way to be engaged with the game while the game's going on. And and, and that's what people are really looking for nowadays in uh, sports, especially if you've got one of those quad screens, man. Isn't that great on some of these TV providers? I can watch four games at once and, and, and mix and match. Uh, all the action that you want, you can do right there from your from your living room. And now that we're getting a little bit cooler weather, it, it, it's starting to feel uh, like football season is in full swing. Yeah, it certainly is, Neil. Thanks, man. Always appreciate talking with you. Have a good weekend. All right. Play with your head and not over. It makes sports betting fun and entertaining. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.